0: From Newfoundland and Labrador, Canada, you are listening to Global Frequencies, Diverse Province, Diverse Voices. This program is presented by the Association for New Canadians and CHMR 93.5 FM with funding from the Community Radio Fund of Canada. This program is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more.
1: Welcome to yet another episode here on Global Frequencies with the Association for New Canadians and CHMR radio station at Memorial University of Newfoundland. I'm your friend and host, Nabila Qureshi. And here on our sixth episode, we have four new segments lined up for you. First up, we have Barb Walsh, who is the manager of RAP and Settlement Services at the ANC in conversation with Hossam Al-Maligi, who is a settlement counselor also at the ANC, to find out more about what government-assisted refugees are, also known as GARS, some of the programs that newcomers can avail of when they come to Newfoundland for resettlement purposes, how the pandemic has affected services, and the initial resettlement period that visitors have to undergo for the first fourteen days. Why did Hassan become a settlement counselor, and much, much more? We also have Mohammed Ali Bakshi, who is a business diversity officer, talking more about Canadian workplace standards and norms. Zainova, who you have heard quite a fair bit on this show, in conversation with Dave Mundy, an immigrant from the United States, who explains the pathways towards permanent residency and citizenship so that we can be better informed as to what those processes look like and finally zainova once again in conversation with tilak Chawan, who is a child and youth programs coordinator at the anc to find out more about a very uniquely interesting side of nepal which is through its music first up barb walsh in conversation with Hosam El Meligi. Okay, and thank you, Nabila. Today
2: I am with Hosam El Maligi in Barb's Settlement Corner. Hosam is a settlement counselor at the ANC. Hosam, welcome to the show. How are you? Very good. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Thanks, Sam. So let's start out by introducing yourself and where you're from and what you do at the ANC.
3: My name is Hossam Maligi. I'm from Egypt originally. I'm a settlement counselor at the Association for New Canadians.
2: So your settlement counselor at the Association for New Canadians is wonderful. And you said you're from Egypt. So how do you find it when you came to Saint John's from Egypt? How did you find it when you, you first came in comparison to Egypt?
3: Despite the weather, <laughs> because <laughs> that'll get
2: you. <laughs> <laughs> like in Egypt,
3: it's really hot. We don't see snow at all for the whole year, <laughs> but here it's different. But I'm so diverse. I have been in lots of countries all over the world, so I kind of got used quickly. It's very good, very good place to stay, very good to, very good place to settle.
2: Yes, a very beautiful island. I love it here myself. So let me ask you, so you work with uh, government-assisted refugees, yes? Yes. Correct. So tell us basically uh, about government-assisted refugees, GAR clients, what are GAR clients and what are some of the programs that you guys offer for them?
3: GAR clients, it's an abbreviation for Government-Assisted Refugee Program, which is developed by the Government of Canada to help uh, the newcomers with essential services they need to settle in Canada.
2: So, Jose, what are some of the programs that uh, the newcomers can avail at
3: the ANC? We provide several programs here in at the Association for New Canadians, uh, but uh, as a settlement counselor, my main tasks is to secure temporary accommodations as soon as the clients arrive in Canada, then secure a permanent accommodation for them, help them with banking, help them with shopping, help, access to health care, help them to access all the provincial and federal mandatory programs such as MCP, stuff like that.
2: Okay, wow, that, that's, a, that's, that's a lot of programs that you have and that's excellent. So let me ask you in the light of the pandemic that we're going through, has this made your job more difficult? Or what would you say? Any changes since the pandemic?
3: Sure. Uh, pandemic hit us all. Look, 2020 was not the best for everyone. Mm-hmm. but And ho-
2: Snowmageddon. Don't forget that hit first.
3: <laughs> that too. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, during the stormageddon we had to also still work from home and to, to to keep our phones on for any emergencies and stuff like that. Especially our newcomers are not like used to that kind of... Harsh snow. <laughs> I believe it, and then
2: the pandemic now. So exactly. this has changed things hell for you. How is it? You exactly know?
3: turning to everything virtually had uh, to also to give some lots of orientations to how to use like computer devices and stuff like that. Uh, This technology started to rise up.
2: Yeah, really. And I can just imagine because, you know, now, of course, in the province, you know, we have exemptions. There's the 14 day isolation period and and so forth. Now, how do you help clients when they arrive during the 14 day isolation period? Because I'm sure they're, you know, because they're isolated, they're unable to get groceries and do all those things. What is it that you do for those clients?
3: We do provide for them enough groceries uh, for the 14 days for sure. Uh, We also do referrals to the Public health authorities here uh, to inform that X person arrived and uh, needs, for example, to do a swab test for him, like in order for him to go to finish his self-isolation period uh, after the 14 days. Also, it gave us some deadlines, very tight line, mm-hmm. de- very tight deadlines.
2: Oh yes so tell me has housing changed has uh, do landlords are they very accepting to rent to newcomers coming in with the pandemic uh, looming over all of our heads right now or are they very willing or are not willing to accept our clients is that that changed anything with the housing market
3: not really because uh, we're very thankful for our, our landlords that they're accepting to give us virtual views for their Houses uh, which are oh, yes, virtual. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's uh, well, yeah, it makes sense. Every, that we live in a world not virtual, but never thought of it in the housing and rental sort of market. So that's excellent. So they actually can view the home and before they go and even see it in
3: person. Yes.
2: So yes. does this happen during the isolation period they viewed or is this after?
3: Uh, it happens during that time because we have that line that we, we need to move uh, the clients in, in their permanent accommodation after the 14 days right away.
2: So tell me Hosam what made you decide to become a settlement counselor
3: Most of our clients uh, came from Middle East basically Arabic speakers mm-hmm. and I do speak the same language mm-hmm. So number 1 I was doing this uh, without having a job like uh, without having a job at ANC I mean mm-hmm. uh, and I was helping everyone who comes especially in the 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 biggest part is the language barrier
2: definitely so i guess you being a newcomer yourself a few years ago um coming in of course you did not come in as a refugee but you come in here and just seeing probably the struggles that people go through and uh, i guess led you to uh, just help people without pay this is before becoming a settlement counselor of course
3: sure uh and as i mentioned again like uh, the language barrier is a big thing for uh, most of our clients uh so i was basically like every day like someone calls me please can you translate that for me please can you interpret that can you help me out doing finishing that task and i was doing this uh, before before working for anc and when a job appeared at anc i was very happy uh to to do that as a part of my career and at the same time helping people which makes me fully satisfied.
2: <laughs> yeah, which definitely is a benefit. You know, off top of your head, without mentioning any names, can you tell me if a brief success story that you've had with a newcomer that you've personally helped settle that a counselor? as a settlement counsellor?
3: As yeah. a settlement counsellor? Sure. Uh, I was uh, successfully helping one of the people uh, to to get a job in his career where he spent tw- more than 25 years doing the same job.
2: Now, now I heard about this uh, with the careers. You know, somebody has, you know, a certain occupation in their country and then they come here and then they, they have to start all over but so yeah I, I was talking to you earlier before the show and uh, you were basically telling me about you know helping them to get a job in their field which is excellent
3: actually this is the main concern for any uh, male or a family holder principal applic- applicant who comes here with his family he needs yes he's getting income support uh, but he also needs to pay back one day Right. Yes, yeah, uh, of course. Especially people coming after wars, after revolutions, a uh, hard time in their country. They used to work. Mm-hmm. They, they're they not stay stay home parents.
2: Yes. Yes. And how difficult that must be. You know, you're in your country, you're working at a career and stuff like that. As, as a matter of fact, I believe uh, you were a you are uh, your actual career is an engineer. Is you, you studied engineering in your country? I believe it's civil engineering. Civil engineering, yes. Civil engineering. Sometimes I get them mixed up, <laughs> but yeah, civil engineering. And then you came here, and of course you went to school. So tell me what tell me what what your goals are because you're you've been here four years roughly. So you're you're still new, but you're you're helping newcomers. At the same token, I know that you are trained as an engineer
3: yes uh for sure i'm trained as a civil engineer uh, and uh, i studied here too and finished my studies hopefully in the future i will i will land my future job in in the engineering field and uh, but For now, I'm a settlement counsellor at the Association for New Canadians, uh, which gives me fully satisfaction helping newcomers to settle down in Canada, especially I face some difficulties too uh, as a newcomer to Canada, which I do believe a person comes with no English will face much, much, much more than what I did. Most definitely,
2: and you know, Hossam, uh, your work is appreciated, and I'm sure by the newcomers here, uh, they appreciate all the work that you do, help them with, um, and 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 you, know, you put yourself out there. Um, so let me ask you, and I'm gonna pull this out of you now. I'm gonna pull this out, because you touched <laughs> on it a little bit, but I just wanna get some more out of you. How does this job benefit you? Personally, like what fulfillment do you get from being a settlement counselor?
3: Well, feeling that uh, as an essential worker, feeling that I'm really changing something in the community. The, the, these feelings are really satisfactory feelings for, for myself. Like uh, helping a person coming from different country to a new country, no English, cannot speak the same language, cannot doesn't know the rules, uh, teaching... F- like from day 1 what he needs to do what he what he have what resources he can get for sure lots of information i'm still learning and getting but uh Speaking about myself, benefits is mainly satisfaction
2: and helping others
3: and helping other people. And and that's definitely
2: one of the one of the most positive attributes it could have to be in a settlement counselor is just helping the newcomers settle and and having them feel at home in a new country. You know, let me just ask, ask you this. What are some of the challenges that newcomers face when when settling in in Newfoundland?
3: besides the language barrier? <laughs> besides the language
2: barrier, what are some of the things they face? Because I know um, I know, a lot of times, sometimes we will have people that talk about isolation, feeling isolated. You know, they came from a large family back home, but they were the only ones who immigrated here to Newfoundland. So tell me, is there other, any other challenges? Do you provide support systems for, let's say, for example, somebody who comes and feels isolated and doesn't have any friends or family here? What kind of supports can you offer them?
3: Sure. As a Counselor, uh, I can do a referral for uh, our uh, different departments, which we have at the Association for New Canadians, such as counseling, like personal counseling, social work, providing assistance to refer also uh, our clients if they if they are eligible for the one-year window program, uh, so that they can re- reunite with their family. with with their families back home, stuff like that.
2: That's really good. I was um, looking at a couple of programs and we have uh, the Breakfast Club program. We have uh, Mommy and Pals for single mothers that, that are not there um we we have these programs and i know that you do a lot of referrals to these programs and get involved as much as you can as much as possible you know for yourself is there any programs that you think we're missing do you think there's any gaps in services
3: here in saint john's i do believe that uh, some uh people comes here like some some of our clients who comes here with regulated jobs like uh, for example a regulated career like engineering for example Mm -hmm. it's a regulated career no definitely yes so so our clients needs to get some like orientation of what they need to do in order to fulfill the requirements to to work for their career not just only engineering like mechanic.
2: Program. So, Hossam, uh, you were talking about the provincial programs that the provincial government has. One in particular, what is that program? And can you tell me what it's all about?
3: Uh, the Atlantic uh, Immigrant uh, Career Loan. That program basically helps uh, newcomers, doesn't matter, refugees or immigrants or, uh, or privately sponsored people. So, basically, this program uh, Program helps helps the newcomers to to get to their uh, the requirements of their regulated jobs here in Canada.
2: Okay, wow, that's interesting. That sounds like a very yeah. pro- a good program it's, that'll help newcomers in in you know their quest
3: for gives to- them access to the to the to some fund in order to pay for their uh, education education Which and will training let them match and all that. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so let them match the requirements in order to work the same job in Canada.
2: That'll be amazing because I know that one of the difficulties uh, newcomers do face, as we're discussing, is having a career back home and then coming here and basically having to start from scratch. So there is there is other options and different things that they can get involved with um, to make their resettlement process a lot easier. So. Thank you so much. Um, how would people contact uh, you if they need uh, any information or if there's a newcomer out there who perhaps needs some help?
3: Usually, we have a team actually of set, like settling councillors. Uh, uh, the Association for New Canadians is uh, in 144 Military Road, St. John's. Uh, in downtown here so oh,
2: okay so so through the military road location so that they would just have to call the main number yeah and somebody would put them through uh to a settlement counselor which is a great thing because there's people out there who do not know uh the first steps to take in in getting themselves uh the career that they wanted or getting the assistance they might need or even having that support group so i mean that's amazing so they would just have to call the main number for the enc yeah
3: and what and whatever service they will need they. it it will be addressed for sure and if if need be to be referred to any another department which we have in the Association of New Canadians.
2: Okay you know what that was wonderful. Hosam, well, thank you so much for sharing wonderful information to, with us and I'm sure I'll have you back on Barb Settlement Corner <laughs> um, it, it, like uh, nobody can see but you know we have a lot of smiles going on here because it's just so much fun but uh, again thank you so much for coming out today and uh, looking forward to seeing you somewhere around helping a newcomer.
3: Thank Thank you so much all right thank you
2: that's it everybody this is barb walsh signing off from barb settlement corner and uh stay tuned i should be back in another week or so take care now
0: you are listening to global frequencies diverse problems diverse voices
1: Mohamed Ali Bakshi, a Business Diversity Officer at the Association for New Canadians, talks about the laws and resources concerning the rights and responsibilities of employers and employees in Canada. In other words, the topic of today's short five-minute presentation is Canadian Workplace Standards and Norms. Let's find out more about the kinds of laws that are in place to safeguard these rights and responsibilities of employers and employees. And some of them will hinge on documents such as the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms, the Canadian Human Rights Act, the Labor Standards Act of Newfoundland and Labrador, and a few others. This is Ali Bakshi.
4: Welcome to Diversity Talk. My name is Mohammed Ali Bakshi, and I'm Business Diversity Officer at the ANC. Workers in Canada, be immigrants or not, have the right to be treated fairly in workplaces free from discrimination. Canada has federal, provincial, and territorial laws and programs to protect this right. Today, I will introduce some of the laws and resources concerning the rights and responsibilities of employers and employees in Canada. Specifically, as a newcomer to Canada, it is important that you know about the laws that protect you as a worker or as an employer. 1. The Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms. The Charter protects every Canadian's right to be treated equally under the law. The Charter guarantees broad equality rights and other fundamental rights such as the freedom of expression, freedom of assembly, and freedom of religion. Number two, the Canadian Human Rights Act and the Newfoundland and Labrador Human Rights Act. Whether you are a citizen or not, under the Canadian Human Rights Act and the Newfoundland-Labrador Human Rights Act, every person in the province is protected from discrimination and harassment on the grounds of the following characteristics. Race, color, nationality, ethnic origin, social origin, religious creed, religion, age, disability, disfigurement, sex, which includes pregnancy, sexual orientation, marital status, family status, gender expression and identity, source of income, and political opinion. Number three. The Labor Standards Act of Newfoundland and Labor or Labor Relations at Work. The Labor Standards Act requires all employers establish conditions of employment that meet at least the legislated minimum standards in areas such as hours of work, minimum wage, leave entitlements, termination of employment, and paid public holidays and vacation. And number four the Occupational Health and Safety Act, which entitles all workers to three rights. The right to know about health and safety matters, the right to participate in decisions that could affect their health and safety, and the right to refuse work that could affect their health and safety and that of others. That's it for today. If you want to learn more about the Canadian Workplace Standards and Norms, or to book this presentation for your organization to explore these topics in the context of inclusive workplaces, contact us at diversity at ancnl.ca. This is Diversity Talk. I'm Mohammed Ali Bakhshi for Global Frequencies.
1: Well, Dave Mundy immigrated all the way from the United States for reasons that we may not have anticipated at first. It's a matter of the heart. And before we find out more about what that entire experience with immigration was like, because there's a lot involved in it from amount of time it takes to apply for permanent residency, the costs associated with it the kinds of screenings that one has to go through and all other kinds of logistical processes. Before we find out more, why don't we give you a little bit of a teaser as to the kind of music that you may be listening to when we are in conversation with Talak about the music of Nepal. Let's listen to that right now.
5: Volunteering, it can begin with the simplest of gestures, a gift of time, energy, commitment. Something precious that grows stronger with every hand that touches it and grows across communities and through the very fabric of our nation. And begins, once again, with the simplest of gestures. To Canada's six and a half million volunteers, thanks. A message from Volunteer Canada, the government of Canada, and this station.
6: Listen to Global Frequencies, a new program celebrating diversity in Newfoundland and Labrador covering topics pertinent to the diversification of the province, multiculturalism, immigrant businesses, anti-racism, integration, economic growth, and more. Every second Wednesday, 7 p.m. on CHMR 93.5 FM and on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. This program is presented by the Association for New Canadians and CHMR 93.5 FM with funding from Community Radio Fund of Canada, Atlantic Canada's Opportunities Agency, and the Office of Immigration and Multiculturalism. Global Frequencies. Diverse province. Diverse voices.
0: You are listening to Global Frequencies. Diverse province. Diverse voices.
1: Dave Mundy is a very popular individual who has been on our show in the past and has also been a very good acquaintance uh, of Zai's and myself. um, We actually go back to... I believe a couple of years ago, when uh, we were part of a musical, predominantly musical based symposium that was held at the rooms just at the start of summer that year. And we got to hear some of his fantastic music and renditions of different types of genres so that's really where we know dave mundy from and perhaps zai knows him on a much more uh, professional level where zai is also a musician but more about dave dave is in studio today to tell us more about the experience of immigrating from the united states to canada and he highlights a plethora of very interesting I suppose obstacles um, that one may have to encounter or one may have to encounter all of. Um, Anything ranging from the amount of time that it takes to apply for permanent residency and then eventually your citizenship. So this is Zynova in conversation with Dave Mundy.
0: Welcome back to Global Frequencies and I am here with Dave Mundy coming from United States. Dave, welcome to the show and I'm very happy to see you. Today we are not talking about music, we are talking about the journey of life coming from United States and to Newfoundland and Labrador and you chose this land to continue your life and career
5: and uh, please introduce a little bit. Thank you very much for having me, Zai. I'm Dave Mundy. Yes, I'm an immigrant from the uh, faraway land of the United States and uh, been here now om- almost six years. Almost six, six years. years. Yeah. Six yeah. Years. So uh, what brings you here? Well, I married a gal from Newfoundland uh, about 10 and a half years ago mm. and uh, we spent first part of our uh, marriage in the States. and. In Hawaii and then when our our little boy was about three we came back to be with his grandparents because mm, I see. Uh, yeah my wife's family lives in Portugal Cove
0: mm-hmm. so we are here uh, we will be talking about the immigration process as, as, as someone who's from United States that mean neighboring country is close and uh, you speak English uh, as uh, your first language now mm-hmm. now you are uh, you were you were dealing as well the same thing like how what happened to me to get permanent resident as well, so mm-hmm. uh, we will be talking about the process to get permanent resident, so a uh, number of newcomers can learn mm-hmm. and prepare themselves uh, what you have to do, even to someone who speak English every day and uh, have to deal with immigration process. So it's not uh, it then it's not happy, happy, joy, joy when you come uh, to Canada, right?
5: It's very difficult. Yeah, very difficult for in you know, and for somebody who doesn't speak English or French. Mm-hmm. Uh, as their first language. It just compounds the amount of effort it would take.
0: Yeah. How was your
5: experience? Well, my experience was, uh, you know, it, it just it took a while. There were a lot of hoops and uh, you, you get one of the things done and then you have to engage in another aspect. And then, you know, that list is long and it took well over a year and it was very costly. Um, when my wife was getting her permanent residence in the US, it was a much quicker process. Mm-hmm. It didn't even cost as much yeah in Canada there was um, more screening. They wanted to know a lot about uh, can you financially support yourself mm-hmm. you know and then there's the medical screening um, long list of questions about, legality. How do you feel about certain laws? Um, have you been in trouble with the law at all? And so you have to get uh, the police report and it drags on for quite a while.
0: How long your process was?
5: I think it was done in about a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I have a case when I came here from a country with a law money currency, right? Indonesia. So the challenge is you didn't bring a lot of money when right. the, the first time you came here. Right, you have to pay this and that you know, during yeah. the, the, the checkup. How how was your experience?
5: Yes, exactly. I um I was a a victim of the the big recession. Um, my mortgage in the states doubled on me in about two years, hmm. and uh, I was paying up to s- almost seventeen hundred dollars a month for a very small house. You know it doubled and just out of nowhere Mm. and uh it it um opened my eyes to the power banks have Mm. and the gosh instability around the whole financial market so when my savings were just about tapped you know i was like well i gotta do something else and i have to make a move and that's when a lot of the that's when i engaged in uh having to to do permanent residence as well and yeah i didn't have you know very much money at all Mm -hmm. you know i was basically like most immigrants and Mm -hmm. so i had to rely on my wife's parents for sponsorship Mm -hmm. you know and they were happy to do that and a lot of people don't have that luxury
0: yeah yeah so that's um that's much easier for you yeah Yeah, much easier yeah and I heard someone who is a, what's that English is their first language, right? But uh, applying permanent resident or citizenship, they need to to provide English tests. Do you have, uh, even though you speak English every day, you need that test as well?
5: In the forms, there are so many places where they want you to explain, right? So, now I, I think the forms might be changed, but you had, I had to write paragraphs uh, and I think they knew right away that I was an English speaker because mm-hmm. of that. There are places like when I, I just replied for my citizenship, you had you know there's a, a whole section where you have to prove that you know mm-hmm. either French or English and that wasn't hard for me, but uh, for a lot of people that that requires a very expensive test, mm-hmm. given at certain locations that you're responsible to fly there. Mm-hmm. So it compounds in addition to spending the 500 plus for the mm-hmm. test. You have to buy your airline tickets and, you know, all the expenses of traveling. Tricky.
0: You're right now you are applying for citizenship. How, mm-hmm. how, how long ago?
5: I did that three months ago.
0: Three months ago.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm eligible to apply as well. December 2020 is my third year uh, living in Canada. So I'm allowed to apply for citizenship. Congratulations. What do you have to tell me before I apply?
5: Hmm. Yeah, when, you know, the, the main sections are uh, proving your, you can speak English or French, um, having your time, if you've left the country, you just need those dates, right? Mm. That's, uh, they have this calculator time calculator that you can use but you're like i was going through old 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 emails trying to figure out exactly when i went to visit uh, family and then yeah. came back and they want all that those dates so get those dates if you left the country and then and fee as well fee yeah, I mean, you know all about the, the pictures, the passport pictures and everything that you mm-hmm. have to get. And that's a whole other little process to go through. They have to be stamped all just right yeah. and signed and all that stuff. And yeah, without the checklist, you know, they, they give you a checklist, checklist online. Yeah. And it's important mm-hmm. because there's like eight things that you have to really mm-hmm. spend uh, a good amount of time on.
0: Yeah. that uh, you have uh, any response now from immigration to Canada?
5: Just knowing, they just, they let you know what the status is on applications and they've resumed doing them again. Mm-hmm. They took basically the last nine, eight months off mm-hmm. and now they're up and running again. Yeah. And they promise that they're going to make certain things easier so they can kind of catch up, mm-hmm. but they're way behind.
0: Yep. Uh, according to you, the process for permanent resident and uh, citizenship, which one was a, a bit uh, challenging?
5: Permanent residence was harder for me. You know, when you're here, <laughs> uh you, there's now I'm you know, I'm just trying to remember some of the difficulties of permanent residence like they want to make sure that you're going to have employment and they're going to want to make sure that you have some kind of structure already in place and if you're not even allowed to go to the country because you're getting you're trying to get your permanent residence status you know instead of a visa mm. that can be hard like you have to they want to know well where are you going to work mm. and like well like I'm not even in the country yet mm. I So, you know, a lot of times they want you to find opportunity without even being allowed to. And it's a catch-22 in some ways.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. So I think uh, applying for citizenship is a lot easier for me, I think.
5: I agree. Because you're already here. You've already, you know, you you have the connections. Mm -hmm. You can say, oh, yeah, well, I'm working at this job and I live here. Yeah. I've been here for this amount of time. And Mm -hmm. those are the things that they want to see. They don't want, you know, they're trying to avoid because there's, the government is very generous if you're, you know, uh, with all the social programs Mm -hmm. here. They want to make sure that the people are trying their best Mm -hmm. and not just living on the social programs.
0: Okay, sure. So what's next for you after getting your
5: citizenship? Well, uh, it's hard to say. I, you know, with, my spouse's family being here this mm-hmm. is going to be home but we may decide now uh, or after i get my citizenship to work on my partner getting hers mm-hmm. so we might go to the states for a little while so she can have the time required to get her u.s citizenship
0: mm-hmm. that's awesome dave Mundy. thank you very much yeah. for uh giving me a little bit not nervous because uh, you know uh you have to learn from someone who already uh What's that? Experience that uh, to to prepare yourself. So I have to prepare myself. And when I heard uh, you say that, oh, uh, citizenship is, is uh, much easier than permanent resident. Okay.
5: Yes. <laughs> I think you'll find that yeah. be the case. Okay.
0: Thank you very much for coming, Dave. My pleasure, Zai. Bye
5: for now. Take care, brother.
6: Listen to Global Frequencies, a new program celebrating diversity in Newfoundland and Labrador. Covering topics pertinent to the diversification of the province. Multiculturalism, immigrant businesses, anti-racism, integration, economic growth and more every second Wednesday, 7 p.m. on CHMR 93.5 FM and on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast. This program is presented by the Association for New Canadians and CHMR 93.5 FM with funding from Community Radio Fund of Canada, Atlantic Canada's Opportunities Agency, and the Office of Immigration and Multiculturalism. Global Frequencies, Diverse Province, Diverse Voices.
0: You are listening to Global Frequencies, Diverse Province, Diverse Voices.
1: One of Zayanova's favorite segments to host is actually global cultural music. And that's exactly what he's doing in this upcoming segment with Tilak Chawan, who is a child and youth Programs Coordinator at the Association for New Canadians. Tilak will be telling us a lot more about the music of Nepal, such as the types of instruments that are either played or appreciated, the types and genres of music that exist in Nepal today, that probably also evolved over the decades as far as Tilak can remember, And we will obviously get to hear some really different, unique, insightful, and melodious tracks that Tilak has sort of curated for us for the purposes of this segment. So this is Zai with Tilak about and on and surrounding the music of Nepal.
0: Thank you, Nabila. There is a moment when I take a deep breath and uh, listen to songs that I don't know what's the lyric all about. But they connect to my feeling and bring the energy before I do something. And today, we will go to Nepal with Tilak Chawan. He will share with us the music of Nepal.
7: Welcome to the show again, Tilak. Thank you so much, my friend. Thank you again.
0: You're most welcome. I'm very happy now. I'm about to learn... The music of Nepal. Mm -hmm. The first, what music did you listen to when you grew up there?
7: Oh, we had... uh Nepali folk music mm-hmm. lots of drums mm-hmm. and flutes and all those things and of course I think being really close to India we've uh, grasped lots of Bollywood music also growing yeah. up I listened to lots of Bollywood songs and uh, Bollywood, yeah, Bollywood, Bollywood yes it, it is used and you know like I would say most of Nepali people speak Hindi language because of watching Bollywood movies oh. yes it's very used but uh, you know going back to nepali music it's uh that we have lots of folk musics um and also i there are pop musics too i grew up listening to small pop songs and yes there are cultural songs diwali and uh, dashara festival of lights mm-hmm. you might be already aware of diwali uh, yes diwali tell us what diwali is for us diwali is i think we celebrate a five three four five days of diwali celebration is because you know at the time, uh, we celebrate the goddess of luck, uh, goddess of uh, wealth. That's mm-hmm. Lakshmi, um, and we celebrate. Like you might already know, that Hindu people have more than uh, three million god and goddesses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so out of that, uh, we celebrate uh, cows. We celebrate um, Lakshmi, goddess Lakshmi, and next day there will be. Um, uh, we celebrate uh, oxen, ox, mm-hmm. because they, they help with the farming and stuff. And then the other day would be, that's called vaiduj. We celebrate putting tika to our brother and sister. Mm-hmm. Our sisters yeah. usually put tikka on us.
0: Did you ever heard like uh, the evolution of music in Nepal, just like traditional? And then you heard as well R&B over there and just rock as well?
7: Yes. Uh, yes. P- people are very much, nowadays, even more, they're connected to the world, right? There are rock uh, music there are uh, they're like heavy metal and all those mm-hmm. uh, music they, they do listen to yeah. but me I believe that I'm a little bit old school oh. and also being in refugee camp uh, mm-hmm. I'm not that exposed to uh, lots of music mm-hmm. from western culture okay
0: so now let's talk about the instrument mm-hmm. what kind of instrument people play for the folk music mostly
7: uh, we have uh, machunga that's uh, something that the like fluidy kind of they, they blow on it and then there's very beautiful. It's like uh, some kind of insect in the nighttime, you know. Like it just flows with the vibe, and we have fluid um, flute uh, that Lord Krishna you see. Lots of people mix that music, and we have. Uh, Was that flute made by bamboo? Bamboo, yes, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. They're very beautiful, mm. and uh, we have maddle that's it's like a drum, like bongo. Yeah, um, people people bit on that to be able yeah. to.
0: What was the first instrument that you mentioned? Macunggaitsa. Macunggaitsa. Yes. Let's listen to the sound right now. That's a beautiful sound. Yes. Now, Tilak, the first song you've chosen to talk about is, uh, this is based on a festival called Diwali. Why you chose this song?
7: Because it is the biggest festival for Hindu mm. culture and uh, people in Nepal. So it's kind of, it brings me nostalgic memory mm. where the smell of the mud, the smell of uh, the flower, their marigold flower at this time of year, there's lots and lots that you find and it's all connected. And also, you know, like people will be cleaning their house Houses, making it beautiful, like doing those parts. Mm-hmm. And uh, I chose this song because we, as kids, you know, of course, in refugee camp, we didn't have much money, but also we, for for practicing our uh, and keeping our religion and culture alive, mm-hmm. we used to go like a Christmas Christmas Carol that people do. Yeah, we used to go singing in uh, people' ha- people's house, and mm-hmm. that is the song that I chose, uh, where they used to play those kind of songs and dance and like have fun as a mm. kid. It, it used to be very much mesmerizing to watch. Okay, the title of this song is Tihar? Mm-hmm. Yes, Tihar, tihar is uh, another word in Nepali for Tiwali in Nepali, oh. so that's why it's a, it's a song usually sang or danced or played in this time of the year. Okay, let's listen to this song then. Excellent. <laughs>
0: In a way the children's knocking on the dodo del Cibala crazy rhymes Mother Lakshmi, I love you I still remember women instrument dramatic Coca-Cola Gaps a small bag for the money Then the acapella stars How soon I the plate Our eyes on the money We've been sending blessings And that was so funny Hey, 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 wait, wait, wait Let me do this thing in my own style to... That's wonderful, Tilak Thank you Wonderful <laughs> I don't know Every music brings the inspiration for me Indeed, indeed, yeah. indeed. So a handful of artists including singers established themselves in neighboring countries such as India. A well known singer Udit Narayan, Mm -hmm. also known as Udit Narayanja, Mm -hmm. did the same thing. Tell us more about He's important in Nepali culture.
7: Oh yes, Uh, Udin Jai himself is an idol for many, you know, singers. And also he has a fabulous journey from, he's from Nepal, though Mm -hmm. he was born in India. But you know, as India and Nepal are very much connected and are are alike in many ways, Udin Narayan has sung, I think, uh, more than Thirty-five thousand songs. Yeah, thirty-five thousand. Yes, and more than thirty-six different languages.
8: Hmm.
0: (laughs) This must be like a genius in music industry. Yes, he has
7: has sung a lot of songs. But Mm. mainly, he is now in in India. He he has very much big impression and image in India. But of course, you know him being from Nepal, we celebrate having him, and also he has sung many old songs that you know is very much like still that that comes in your ear every mm. time when you wanted to you know mumble did you like singing? I sometimes do but I'm not good at it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm good at singing but in bathroom <laughs> <laughs> yes yes something like that <laughs> well, let's go to the second
0: song what what second song do you want to introduce?
7: Brad? yeah that is the same song mm-hmm. by Naya
0: Naya Sajau Hai Sansa
7: yes Naya Naya Sajau Hai Sansara that's uh, that means um, you know these women and men fall in love and then they, 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 this, this is new love for them. And mm-hmm. then how new love is evolving and they wanted to decorate their new uh, the new world for yeah. them that's a just you know when you're falling in love with someone that is the world for you oh and man. yes they wanted to decorate as much possible they oh, wanted to cool.
0: I, <laughs> I can't relate
7: to that <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: now uh, I'm curious uh, li- uh, living as a as a refugees, how did you listen to music
7: yes a um, funny thing yeah it, without electricity we used to have small radios Mm-hmm. Um, the, the organization like uh, LWF and those organizations used to give us and we used to have little small radios in, your ref, in our refugee camp where everybody would get to listen and lots of, I think that they used it as advertising purposes to be able to communicate better with the people in refugee camp with regard to diseases like polio and all those things but also to be able to listen to local music in there. Let's
0: listen
8: listen to this song now sure sara <laughs>
0: That's beautiful. Any specific memories on this song?
7: Yeah, because, uh, yeah, this song used to be very much played when you were little kids and, you know, the plays and the song, dances in the cultural dances in your school. Uh, you know, at the time when you were a little kid uh, going to school and you wanted to watch this culture program in the school, mm-hmm. like, y- you die for that. <laughs> and uh, this is the most, I think, played song that time by lots of the folks when mm-hmm. they wanted to do the program in the school.
0: I think almost some or when I was 12 years old mm-hmm. to, s- to 15 years old, only r- only radio that I can hear.
7: Ah uh, yes. <laughs> well, yeah. it's a radio
0: is like, like best friend
7: back in those days. <laughs> eh?
0: <laughs> uh, we go to the last song. Mm-hmm. The last song um, you chose called Saliman Parayo. Mm-hmm.
7: So, yeah, the Kaile Saliman Parayo. Kaile Kaliman Parayo. Back, uh, yeah, I, I love this song because it has really. Uh, the music uh, in Nepal that popularly played and you could listen when you are you know there are lots of lyrics Mm -hmm. but also the music is there that distinctly you could uh, hear and this is going really viral and popular in Nepal right now that's Mm -hmm. when I just picked this song
0: okay so
7: this this is the new yes the new
0: one yeah new one yeah okay let's listen to this song (laughs)
8: र्यो काली मन परियो हो कैले taile मन परियो कैले काली मन परियो ससुराली टेके पछि साली मन परियो ए ससुराबा मलाई साली मन परियो लौना ससुराबा
7: You heard that? Lots of music is there. So I, I
0: love it! I love yeah, it! Yeah. Uh, I, I wonder, do you play with your wife as well?
7: This is... Be- <laughs> this actually, the, the, the word itself says, you know, sometimes... In, in my culture, I would say, I don't know if it is the same in your culture, but... If uh, it's your wife's sister, yeah. you, the the brother-in-law can flirt a little bit with uh, your sister-in-law. So that is, uh, I think, this song is uh, this brother-in-law flirting with sister-in-law. Mm. I mean, like, your wife's uh, sister. It's like kind of flirting. <laughs> oh, okay,
0: that's wonderful. So
7: my, my wife does not like that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Dilakta, if we talk about the music, you know, music that resonates to people in Nepal and you personally, it is, uh but never ending you know mm,
7: thank you <laughs> it's, uh,
0: three songs are not enough no, because no. Uh, and Nepali music is also always changed every uh, year so yes right? every yes year.
7: There, are, there are there are lots of movies Nepali movies also that the music comes from and also pop music is there yeah. and folk music and there are lots of music of course because you know I think Bollywood being <laughs> the closest friend they just watch and you know we learn from them yeah. and of course music is uh, something beautiful it's it's a, it's a medicine, it's a remedy for people. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Regardless of where it is from, it's, uh, it's accepted. It's so loving to hear and listen to and, uh, you know, people say that it can also cure some kind of uh, stress and uh, it, it can be a treatment for people. All so, right.
0: Yeah. deluxe. let's dance with this song.
7: <laughs> let's
0: do it. We will see you again in the future.
7: Definitely see you. Thank
0: you very much for coming, telling us a little bit about music Nepal and now let's dance. Let's dance.
8: Bye for now. Bye for now.
1: that's it for episode six again in about two weeks we will be coming up with a new slate of information and knowledge for you until then perhaps i can recite a very well-known piece of poetry by alfred lord tennyson it's called the eagle he clasps the crag with crooked hands Close to the sun in lonely lands. Ringed with the azure world he stands. The wrinkled sea beneath him crawls. He watches from his mountain walls. And like a thunderbolt, he falls. That was my little signature sign-off for episode 6. If you would like to be a part of our show, send us an email at globalfrequencies at Or find out more about the services offered at the ANC by visiting the website ANCNL.ca. Thank you to all our listeners and to the various people involved in making this show. I'm your host and friend Nabila Qureshi. Until next time.
0: Thank you for listening to Global Frequencies. Diverse province, diverse voices this program is presented by the association for new canadians and chmr 93.5 fm with funding from the community radio fund of canada the anc is a non-profit community-based organization dedicated to the provision of settlement and integration services for immigrants in the province for over 40 years chmr fm is an award-winning community radio station operating out of Memorial University. The station has been broadcasting a range of music, spoken word, and cultural programming since 1987. If you would like to touch base with us, email us at globalfrequencies@ancnl.ca. at ancnl.ca.